And I think that's what we all want to see is who's going to be better. Is, is Georgia's best against going to be better than you know, Oklahoma's best? I think that's the big, big thing I think I'm most looking forward to. One of the questions in there was about the difference in the style of offense between the two conferences. And Kirby kind of poo-pooed that there's not much separation really between the two. What did you think when you heard that question? Yeah. I would completely disagree. Um, I, I think the offenses are incredibly different. I think the 12 gets a lot of criticism for not playing great defense. And, and while I would say that to a certain extent uh, that at times that's true, I would say that when you combine that with the prolific offenses and quarterback play and the style and how they attack, I think because we look at the bowl games. I mean, look, look what these teams are doing to other defenses from other conferences. So. I, I think the Big 12 is a dangerous uh, offensive league. You know how things are cyclical and things change? But right now, I, I don't think that you could even come close to comparing top to bottom what the SEC offenses do compared to what the Big 12 does. You were very playing, different. You were playing today. Which offense would you like to play? As a quarterback? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want anything to do with the SEC defenses. And I'd be all about playing in the Big 12 as an offensive game, for sure. A little bit about Baker. Just, have you seen him grow from his sophomore year to his senior year at Oklahoma? Um, you know, I'm, like he said and Lincoln said, I think it's it's natural to see a guy develop and mature. But I think what's unique in this case is this guy went to New York. It's not like he was a, a, a guy that had to grow a lot. I think it's just the little things that I've really appreciated is that he loses Samadji Piran and Joe Mixon and D.D. Westbrook. And I remember calling the game early in the year when they, they came into Columbus and the big mystery that I had wasn't so much about Baker, it was who are all these new receivers and running backs that we're going to be watching tonight. And by the time we left after four quarters of football, I, I was so impressed not just with, with the, the new players, but with how he had built a relationship and had great chemistry and rapport with them. So I think it's growing, but being able to adjust to the personnel around him, I think that's probably the thing that I've really appreciated the most. You, Called a lot of Baker's games. Do you have a memorable game during his career that you've called that you stand well, I think early in my career, early in his career, and one of the games I called where I started to see what we now all talk about is if you remember, are you an Oklahoma guy? If you remember when they went to Waco uh, when he was his first year starting, and this is when Baylor was still Baylor. And they went in there with a, kind of an underdog mentality. You know how Oklahoma does that, us against the world. And uh, Baylor has some big defensive players, and they're pushing in and trying to intimidate him. And as we know, he's not playing that. He's not having anything to do with that. And it's just rare to see a quarterback have a little bit of that attitude, get pushed out of bounds, and get into a big linebacker's face who's 6'6". And that's when I really learned to appreciate that competitive spirit that he plays with. And that's the, that's because that's the first time I saw it in person. That that one probably jumps out to mind. And then the Ohio State game. Um, to be able to go into that environment and to be able to play with all those new players against that defensive line. <clears throat> and if you remember, that game was very close through three quarters. And then he just caught fire. And I, I'm a big believer in his energy. His team feeds off of his energy, maybe unlike any other quarterback I've seen before. And if he gets going, he gets that look in his eye. It's really challenging to defend him. So, so. along that line, do you think <clears throat> George is unable to mount much of a pass rush? That I mean, they're not going to stop him. The goal is to contain him. Will they be able to contain him without a pass rush? I would start. I would back up just for a second and say the running game 
if I've, I've watched Oklahoma for a long time, and everyone wants to talk about Baker Mayfield and their passing. If they run the ball, they're going to they're gonna score 34 to 38 points. You cannot stop them because everything gets going off of that. Now, if they can't, like Georgia has a really stout three defense alignment, they rotate. If they can win that line of scrimmage and get them into third and sevens and third and eights, and that's where Kirby and Mel can dial up some pressures, it's a different game. So I think the running game will, to me, dictate what kind of game Baker ends up having and, and what kind of position that, that Georgia defense is able to put him in. If he's playing with tempo and they're running the ball, just hold on to your hat because they're going to score. And you got to score with them or they got to possess the ball and keep Baker on the sideline. Great point about the energy. Great point about the energy. Is there a concern with you the way there is some in the OU camp about they feed off it so much if he doesn't have his normal energy yeah. because of what he's had. And, and, you through. know, we've been talking about his health for the last three or four days, and I, being out of practice, I, I, you know, I watched him. And, and we won't know until the momentum and Saturday or Monday when he's out there performing. And I don't even know if he knows. But you know his competitive spirit. And unless I can't even imagine what will not allow him to play the way he plays – but your point, can he sustain it for four quarters? That's the only, and we just won't know. And, and if he can't, they're a totally different team. I mean, they're here because of him. I hate to give him all the credit, but I mean, his creativity, his moxie, his energy, you know, the defense feeds off of it. The, co- the coaches feed off of it. The trainers, like everybody feeds off of, of that juice that he provides. And my guess is, I mean, I don't know how his body feels, but I, I just can't imagine watching him not playing with that energy. So, we'll see. I'm sorry. What do you make of uh, Jake Fromm's here? I remember when they went to South Bend, and we even go back to spring ball. I love that a kid is willing to go. It's kind of like Baker's story after Trevor Knight beats Alabama, and he still grew up wanting to be a Sooner his whole life. And he's like, I I know he's the MVP of the Sugar Bowl. I'm still going to go to OU. Jake Fromm's story is incredible. Think about here's the most highly touted quarterback. Jacob Easton comes in, starts as a freshman. And you're thinking he's going to chase quarterbacks away. And instead, this kid, very ballyhooed, could have gone anywhere, decides still to go to Georgia. And then he gets opportunities to get some reps in the spring. I think the coaches probably privately thought, we got something special here. How they were going to handle that. Imagine if Jacob Easton did not have an injury. How would they have handled that? How would they have? Because I think they knew that what Jake Fromm could do. But they would have gone to South Bend probably maybe – start Jacob Eason, but maybe try to play Jake Fromm. I don't know how it would have worked out, but I think it's a little bit of a blessing in disguise that you know you hate to see guys get hurt, but it opened the door for Jake Fromm to step in. And I think he's a young Baker Mayfield as far as playing with that energy. Go back to look at his whole athletic career. He just is one of those guys, the stage is never too big, plays with incredible poise. He's a really become a really good complement to their running game. And to me, if I'm Oklahoma and I've had three and a half weeks to get ready, and I'm putting nine guys at the line of scrimmage. I'm putting everybody up there, which means Jake Fromm and those receivers, as we saw in this SEC championship game, first and ten, play action. Fromm in the, in the play action pass game, to me, will be a critical component of whether or not George is able to, like I said, kind of possess the ball and have success. Yeah. Kirk, you mentioned Oklahoma's kind of mentality, and one of the things they still talk about a lot is Corson and the way pretenders at the start of the Yeah, game. yeah, yeah. So what do you make of the way they hold on to things like that? I love that it. It's, it's, I, I, to me, I know Bob's no longer here, but it's a Bob kind of attribute. He has always, I, and Bob and I are really good friends. I just saw him the other day at their hotel, 
and my buddy just said to him, hey, uh, yeah, great to see um, Oklahoma back in the playoff. He goes, oh, are you, you know, you guys act like we don't ever get into the playoff. It's like, it's like we're just making small talk, my bad, you know. It, but they have a way of kind of kind of getting a little bit of a red ass about anything and everything. And you got to give them credit for, this is actually a real thing. I, I went back because I forgot about it. And I went back in YouTube. Cor- I hit Corso, um, um, what, what did he say there, pretenders? Yeah. And so I went back and I watched it and I forgot. My facial expression was, oh my God, I can't believe you just said pretenders. This was in August. And sure enough, they have a sign of practice that says pretenders are carrying it around. I think it's kind of funny that they're using it, but it doesn't surprise me. Did Georgia Kirk go to division? If you want me to surprise Oklahoma, you know, it does put nine guys in the box. Yeah. Georgia's faced that kind of thing for it right now, and Jake has come through. But otherwise, the way Georgia typically tries to attack a team in the running game, get on the perimeter, anything different you think they'll need to do in this contest against the Sooners? Um, you know, I, I, like I said, I think the running game, I don't think – what's great about this game is Oklahoma's defense has never seen anything like Georgia's offense. And you can make the same argument about Georgia's defense has never seen anything, you know, like what Oklahoma does. That's what's so great about bowl games is that kind of matchup. I, I think the physicality of the game, the line of scrimmage, can Oklahoma deal with that? Because it's going to be coming at them all game. Not just the backs, but those linemen. Oklahoma's defense is built. They would admit this, but if you watch Big 12 football, you got to play a, basically a 4-2-5. you got to play out in the perimeter. You gotta be, you're going to be spread out. you got to be able to play with skill. And Georgia, why they can do that, they really want to roll up their sleeves and test your manhood. That's just who they are. And I, Oklahoma, to their credit, they heard a lot about Ohio State. They went into Columbus, and they dealt with the physicality of Ohio State, very different than what they're going to face in Georgia. But they, they kind of took it on them, like people are doubting you. They don't think you're physical enough, and now they're getting the same old thing for this buildup. SEC, they're physical, how are you going to deal with it? So I think Oklahoma's defense shows up with a big chip on their shoulder. I think they're out to prove that they can be physical. That's why I think Jake Fromm, if Georgia wins this game, I think Jake Fromm ends up having one of those games where, I don't know what his numbers are, but he's going to have two or three passes that are critical where they take advantage of that aggressive mentality and they make some big plays through the air. Oklahoma's been very vulnerable to big plays in the past game, and that's why I think Fromm could have an opportunity to make some plays. How will Oklahoma find that Georgia's physicality differs, if any, from Ohio State? I'm sorry? So how will Oklahoma see how Georgia's physicality, physicality <clears throat> if any, would differ from what they saw at Ohio State? Well, with Urban Meyer's offense, it's so much driven on quarterback run that it's a very different offense. They, they spread you horizontally mm-hmm. with quick passes. It's like more, a little bit more of a traditional spread. Then they'll run the quarterback. Georgia's more, like if they're still an old-school kind of offense, Georgia's more, as you know, watching them, they're going to get in the eye formation, they're going to pound you, and they're going to pound you, and they're going to pound you. And those linemen are going to be leaning on you a lot. They don't have a tremendous amount of size on Oklahoma's defense, so it's going to have to be numbers. They've got to be willing to get eight, nine guys up there to be able to control those gaps. And when you do that, you leave your corners on islands. And you leave your linebackers on islands against a tight end or a running back. And that's what I'm talking about. So you've got to be so concerned about here they come again, here they come again, running the ball downhill right at you with really good tailbacks. And then you have to be prepared to be on, live on islands and be able to win those, those one-on-one matchups. That's why I think, like I said, we can talk all day about Nick Chubb and, and, and Sony Michelle and, and the backs that they have. But 
I think you guys, in your post-game presser that you'll do, if Georgia wins, you're going to be going straight to Jake Fromm if they win the game. 